Hi, and welcome to our Learn to Meditate audio series. We want you to know that we are very honoured that you are taking the time to listen to these classes. We know your time is precious, and we want to offer you our deepest gratitude and respect presenting these classes to you. The Meditation Society of Australia has no religious, political or financial affiliations. We exist to help people to learn to meditate. Each class features a topic and an actual guided meditation exercise. We hope you enjoy it. Lots of love and peace from all of us here at the Meditation Society of Australia. Class 2, The Meaning of Life In this class you will discover the meaning of life. Learn more about focusing your mind through heart concentration and continue your regular daily meditation practice. This is a quote from James Redfield in The Celestine Prophecy. For half a century now a new consciousness has been entering the human world, a new awareness that can only be called transcendent, spiritual. It begins with a heightened perception of the way our lives move forward. We notice those chance events that occur at just the right moment and bring forth just the right individuals to suddenly send our lives in a new and important direction. Perhaps more than any other people in any other time, we intuit higher meaning in these mysterious happenings. We know that life is really about a spiritual unfolding that is personal and enchanting and magical an unfolding that no science or philosophy or religion has yet fully clarified. And we know something else as well. We know that once we do understand what is happening, how to engage this elusive process and maximize its occurrence in our lives, human society will take a quantum leap into a whole new way of life, one that realizes the best of our tradition and creates a culture that has been the goal of history all along. I think our new awareness of the spiritual is expanding in exactly this way, no longer through neither hype nor fad, but personally, through a kind of positive psychological contagion amongst people. All that any of us have to do is suspend our doubts and distractions just long enough and Miraculously, this reality can be our own. Background Notes Wisdom is simple. It is knowledge that craves complexity. And from Yoda, from the Return of the Jedi, you have to unlearn all the things you have learned to truly flow with the Force. One of the main sources of stress is not having clear life directions or goals. So often we are caught by the urgent things in our lives, our material responsibilities and day-to-day struggles, that they create their own vicious cycle within our minds. This is what we may know as the tension loop. The tension loop confuses meaning with movement. Just like a computer, the mind processes data from many sources. The more programs you run in a computer, the less time it can spend on each program before having to go and process 
a little more of the next. The time the computer spends switching from program to program makes the computer run slower and slower until it may break down or stop. The mind works in the same way, only our programs that run around in circles using up the mind's resources are our fears, anxieties, doubts and worries. As we run out of resources, the mind, unlike a computer, speeds up. It becomes so involved by the number of things that it has to do that it spends more and more of its time switching from one to the other, drawing us further into the superficial and further away from the analytical and obviously the intuitive or meditative levels. We find that we can't concentrate for very long. We're flighty and scattered, and it's self-compounding. This tension loop can be permanently transformed only through calming the mind and allowing a deepening of our awareness. We need to identify the negative thought patterns in our lives and transform them into positives. For example, worries are perhaps the most insidious of all negative thought patterns, as within the mind they are like a program that loops or is never completed. They use resources, create stress, and are happiest when nothing is ever resolved or an endpoint reached. In the end, however, the real problem is not so much that we may be stressed or sick or having a nervous breakdown. The real problem is that we have confused busyness with our life meaning. Meaningful goals become less and less clearly identified. Every moment can be an opportunity to reach your real self, to meditate, no matter where you are or what is going on around you. It's all a matter of where your consciousness is. The Meaning of Life we have to become again as children to enter the kingdom of heaven, Jesus Christ. How many times in your life have you wondered about the meaning of life? Who am I? Why am I here? Most people have stopped asking those questions as if there is perhaps no answer, or if there is, it must not be necessary to know. Can you see how absurd this is? How are we supposed to have clear life goals if we do not know why we are here. We have all listened to speakers who are very complex in their arguments. You probably thought, I don't know what he is saying, but it sounds important. We have learned to value complexity, because in our society it meant increased prestige. So the natural progression of this is that the most important of all questions must have the most extremely complex answers. Gladly for us, the opposite is true. Have you ever said, I know this is right, and it doesn't matter what anyone says, I know this is something I've got to do. Perhaps you touched your heart and continued, because I felt it right here. Or perhaps you were reading a particular book or listening to a person speak, and suddenly something they said struck a chord, and you found yourself saying, yes, that's right. Sometimes these feelings might have even defied logic, but you knew they were true, as grass growing for you. These are the ah moments of real wisdom. Wisdom requires not thought, but experience. It always feels very simple, as it is a revelation of our real self.
It's a meditation experience. What we need to experience wisdom is meditation. To know the meaning of life, we need it in abundance. Imagine for a moment that you were the creator of the earth. Would you have made it so difficult for us to know the meaning of life that we would have to renounce all our other attachments and travel on a sacred pilgrimage for years and years until finally arriving at some Himalayan cave where a holy teacher in a dim, dark cave would proclaim that the meaning of life was 42? Or would you make it so simple that it would be sitting right in front of us, waiting for the child and us to see? And perhaps we, in valuing complexity, are looking for the most complex of all answers to the biggest of all questions and continually missing the simplest of all truths. It often seems much easier not to know the meaning of life because in not knowing we do not have to change anything. Some of us are subconsciously afraid that knowing the answer might mean a change to our present lifestyle. Many of us are not happy with our present state, but fear changing might make it worse. So ask yourself if you really want to know. Take a moment if you need to, because once you know, it's impossible not to be transformed by knowing. Wonderful, isn't it? Now try this. Instead of asking what is the meaning of life, simply ask yourself what puts meaning into your life. What moments would you like to increase? Take a break to think this over. Write some of them down if you'd like. And then we'll continue. Of the thousands of people to whom we have taught meditation, most describe very similar moments that are meaningful. Relationships, traveling, laughing, children, birth death, experiencing and growing, nature and the like. Virtually no one ever disagrees. All of these can be reduced to three words. Loving, learning and being happy. That's it. If it sounds simple, that's because it is. Being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of heaven was coming, he answered them, the kingdom of heaven is not coming with signs to be observed, nor will they say, Lo, here it is, or there, for behold, the kingdom of heaven is within you, Jesus Christ. These three qualities, loving, learning, and being happy, they mostly arrive now when fate decides. Meditation shows us, however, that once we start to focus on these important, meaningful qualities, we can begin to invoke them when we decide. Now look at all those meaningful moments in your life. You will see that these are moments where you have experienced the love, wisdom and happiness that is your real nature. The kingdom of heaven that is within you, within all of us, in this moment right now. The reason, loving, learning and being happy are meaningful is because they are the qualities of the heart. This is important. All moments of meaning in our lives are moments of the heart. The funny thing is these three words, loving, learning and being happy, 
are so misunderstood in our world. We think of each of them in mostly outer ways. Love. Our world says to us that we will be happy when we find the perfect partner. We will find love outside of us in terms of our human relationships. Our world says that there is more or less only one perfect person for us. And if we do not find them, we will not find love. So we need to go outside and find love. This is an extremely narrow version of love, and nigh impossible to find. But most of us are convinced that we will not know love unless we are riding off into the sunset with our perfect soulmate. From the point of view of meditation and spirituality, the reality is almost the opposite. It says to us that love is vast and huge, that it connects us to every single atom, and it starts right now inside of us, that our relationships do not solely define our experience of love, that we can know love anywhere and at any time in infinite measure, watching a sunrise, walking through a forest, sitting on a train, and that our doorway to this infinite love is our own soul, our own heart, so that we must begin by loving ourselves and opening up and developing the muscle that experiences this infinite love. If we don't accept and love ourselves, how will it be possible to experience anything? In short, the highest love is defined by the sheer number of atoms we can reach with our love, with intensity and connection. This is the experience of the great masters, the ability to be connected by unconditional love to everyone and everything. By limiting ourselves to one person, we will never know real love. Learning. Our world says that we need to go outside to learn. Go to school, to university or college. Go outside and have lots of experiences, travel and learn. Again, meditation and spirituality says to us almost the opposite. It says go within and find wisdom. You can get lots of intellectual knowledge outside of yourself but real wisdom comes from within. Many very wise people have had very little intellectual knowledge. But they've been extremely happy and calm. Conversely, many extremely intellectual people are not happy, calm or wise. Meditation says that the experience of wisdom is another art moment where we touch the wisdom that is inside of us at every moment. Knowledge from science is constantly changing and evolving. Over even the last hundred years, our view of the world scientifically has changed immensely. But for over 6,000 years, the same essential truths derived from meditation that lie at the heart of all religions, that we all have an eternal soul within us that possesses infinite love, wisdom and joy, has remained unchanged. When the solution is simple, God is answering, Albert Einstein. Happiness. Our world takes us outside again and says, we will be happy when we have financial security, a career, a house, a nice family, a strong social life or even a paradise to live in. It paints a picture of happiness always being at another space and time. You will be happy when 
to have that Porsche or that girlfriend, that party or win lotto. But meditation says happiness is not at another place or time. It's now. Within us now there is infinite joy. There is infinite bliss. But we simply do not know how to experience the kingdom of heaven within us. We glimpse it from time to time in our accidental ah moments. But it's time for us to realize the infinite bliss that is our real nature. This is why we meditate. Later in class 6, we'll spend more time discussing this important topic. But first, let's experience it. Okay, this is exercise 2, a visualization exercise. You can close your eyes if you'd like to, sit up nice and straight though, and just try and put all of your attention on the things that I'm asking you to imagine. Before we begin, I'd like to suggest to you that with every meditation you do from now on, you just take six or seven deep, powerful breaths. On your inward breath, you're going to breathe in that centered, focused state of meditation that you have felt. And on your outward breath, you're just going to breathe out all of your restlessness and anxieties. So let's begin. Imagine yourself sitting on the edge of a cliff looking out across an ocean. It's just before the dawn on a warm summer's morning. All around you are still and soundless. A warm breeze drifts across the ocean and wafts up the face of the cliff and into your heart. And this breeze is not so much a movement of air as it is a feeling, a feeling of peace. As you focus out towards the horizon, you notice the first purples and crimsons of the morning dawn spilling out across the sky. And you begin to get a feeling of the sunrise. Turn to crimsons, crimsons to oranges and yellows, and the feeling of the sunrise intensified. Now the sky above you and behind you is overwhelmed by the color and the feeling of the sunrise. It fills the air like a fragrance. You breathe, and the sunrise enters. first ray of sun explodes into the sky and straight into your heart. And you feel as though in that moment, if you were to stretch your arms, they might become like wings and you'd be able to soar down over the ocean. And so you do. You stand and you stretch your arms and you lean ever so gently against that breeze drifting up the face of the cliff. And you find yourself lighter and lighter until just a big toe on your left foot is the only link to the earth. With a big, deep breath, a moment later, you let go of that last conviction. 
and you glide down over the face of the cliff and soar inches above the surface of the ocean. Then, deep inside your own heart, you hear two words whispered ever so gently over and over again. I am, I am, I am, I am. I am the sky, I am the ocean, I am the sunrise, I am the bird. I am freedom. As you look down across the waves, you feel the whole ocean vast. It feels as though you could stretch your wings from horizon to horizon and engulf every little part of this magnificence. And you realize that it is the love deep inside your heart that is allowing you to connect with all that is around you. Your love is so full, so all-encompassing, that you understand and feel what every part of the creation is feeling. You glide in this love, you float in this love, you soar in this love, all the time it expanding within you. welling up inside your heart. Then, on just a whim, you decide to dive deep into the very depths of the ocean. And as you splash through the surface, you feel that this ocean is so deep, it is almost unfathomable. Deeper and deeper you dive, past the turbulent waves crashing about on the surface. Deeper and deeper past the fish swimming to and fro. And you feel that you are diving in some parallel way, deep into your very own soul, plummeting to the center of yourself, past the worries and fears and doubts, crashing about on the surface of your life, to the stillness and the silence, the depths of the ocean. the center of you, and finally at the bottom of the ocean, at the still center of your soul, you sit in perfect silence, in perfect stillness, and there at the core of your existence, you explore yourself in perfect meditation.
light beams stream through the water, and as you glance upward, you see the noonday sun, powerful and bright, drawn like a magnet. Your heart pulls you upward, and focusing on the light, you accelerate through the surface of the ocean into the sky. The more you concentrate, the faster you accelerate. And you realize that this light is not just a physical light, but also a spiritual light—the light of wisdom, of truth. It's as though all of the millions and billions of people that have ever been here on the earth, and all of their experiences, their wisdom, their revelation, are flooding the very core of your being with light, truth, wisdom. The light welling up inside you until finally it seems, if you were to look out to observe your form, all you would see is light. You have become the light, and though you are still aware of your own unique characteristics and personality, you are empowered and expanded by the light and all that it touches. And drifting across the sky, you allow yourself to return to where you started your journey, and observe this time the setting of the sun. The yellows turning to oranges and crimsons and purples, and for a time the whole sky gasps in wonder as the colours permeate the twilight. The last moments brightening into a dazzling showcase. And as the last ray of sun steps out over the horizon, you're struck by the eternity of it all. Here it is—the sunset of one day, somewhere else the sunrise of another. You feel calm, content, and fulfilled. To finish your meditation, become aware of yourself again, seeing right where you are. Take a few deep breaths. And I'd like to suggest that you lock away the best experience of that meditation and use it as the starting point for your next.